Welcome, Black Kings and Queens, to Black Mind Chronicles. I'm your host, Chase Jackson. This podcast is a journey into the questions, stories, and mindsets of Black men and women on the topic of mental health and mental illness. We all often talk about so many things, but the one thing that matters, our own well-being. So let's dive in and start that conversation. For today's episode, we have a listener from Turkey who reached out and wanted to share her story of the loss of her infant, Kayana. So ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Tiffany Beckham. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> thank you for reaching out. All right, so please um, share your story and thank you once again for reaching out and wanting to do this. Okay, well, this was, in, um, this was about maybe about two and a half years ago when I lost my daughter, Kayana. Um, what happened was she was, um, I had gotten pregnant and I had um, had a problem with my cervix and I was put in the hospital to try to keep her in. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, she came out early at 26 and a half weeks. She was only a pound and 14 ounces when she was born. Oh, wow. And that was very difficult seeing your baby, something that, you know, you love before you even have right. that small. Right, right, right. So we had her at one, we had her at a decent hospital. Um, me and, well, my ex-boyfriend at the time, um, we took, we let the NICU take care of her. We came, we read to her, we tried to check on her all the time. I constantly tried to make sure she had enough um, milk and everything else. And then one day she got really sick. Um, a few days in, she yeah, she had gotten a few days in, she had gotten really, really sick. We had walked. I had been discharged from the hospital at the time, and my ex and I walked in to see walked in to see her, and we noticed it was like an X-ray machine or something. Um, over as soon as we walked in, and we was like, whoa, what's going on? Why is this machine over? Why are all these doctors over us? Um, so after that, the doctor explained to me. They was like, hey. Um, we think something's wrong. I looked at her stomach was very, very distended when I looked at her. And I was like, oh, something's definitely wrong with my daughter. So um, they was like, okay, we're going to transfer her to another hospital. She needs surgery. So after that, we um, we waited for the ambulance. I filled out all of the ton, all of the paperwork fast as I could so they, they could um, transfer her. And I told her goodbye. I didn't know that was my last time seeing her alive. I just told her, you know, bye, I'll see you at the other hospital. And me and my ex, we got in the car, we went to the other hospital, and we saw them take her into the hospital. We saw her take her back. Right. And then we heard an alarm. It was some kind of alarm blinking. And I was like, I hope that's not her room. I hope that's not her room. And somebody came out maybe a few minutes later and told me they were trying to resuscitate her. And after that, um, we waited, waited. They told us someone else came out and they took us to the back. They was like, you need to come back here. And we saw all we saw all these doctors around her. We saw somebody giving her CPR. And they were like, there's the doc, when the doctors took to the side, and it's like, there's nothing we can do. I know that was tough. I can't uh, imagine. It was, it was very, very hard. Um, the doctors were pretty kind afterwards. We got to stay in the room and hold her as long as we wanted to. And they, I have not been able, honestly, I've not been able to go through the pictures, but they took pictures of us holding her after she passed away. And they put it on a jump drive for us. Right. But I have not been able to go through those. 
And I read that in your um, bio you sent me. I didn't know that they would allow you to do that, but that's really a nice gesture that they let you hold her still. Yeah, they let you do, I have moles as well. Okay. They let you do moles with them after they pass. I didn't know all of this because, you know, this is not something you expect to happen. Right, right. So also in your story you sent me, you were talking about, you know, how it was hard for you to even walk back through your home to her room. And that stood yeah. out to me like it's a, it's a constant reminder. It, was, of it what. was hard. So take take me through that if you don't mind. Okay. Um, well, after we left the hospital, I got in the car. Um, we went back to the house. We went back to our apartment at the time. And we, I walked through the door. And like my ex had just got, we was, at this, like, we was in this program at the time that gave you stuff for your child. Right. And so we had all those stuff in our house. And he had put it in the living room. And, you know, we were, we were cleaning it up, trying to put it together. But he had put it in the living room. And so when I walked in, I could barely walk into the house. I had to walk directly into our bedroom that we shared right. because I couldn't be in the living room. I couldn't be with all the stuff. I could see it as all the stuff she would never use. Okay. I saw this thing, toys she would never play with. We read a book to her while she was in the hospital. Um, I think that book is in storage. And I just saw like all the other books who wanted to read to her, those are books who would never read to her. Right. So as far as the program itself, um, what advice did they give you or what tools did they give you to either try to move on or cope with your situation? With that program that was in, it was mostly for like having having babies and stuff like that. They really didn't deal a lot with like infant death very much. Okay. Um, they did a little bit. They, you know, they told me I could come in for counseling, but it was kind of, I, I didn't go in. They okay. did call and check on me several times as well as send me a card. So they, they, they did their part. They did the best they could. Um, it was just hard to go back because that's where I went my whole pregnancy. Because it was, it was a program just for like people who were having, it could be anybody who's having a kid, they would give you, they would give you advice, they would help you watch videos, they would kind of tell you, get you prepared to have a baby. Right. So what advice do you have for those who are going through the loss of an infant? What other steps that you know that one should take, you know, first, second, third to try to put their life back together, their pieces of themselves back together after, after a loss like that? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is an online portal that provides direct-to-consumer access to behavioral health services. The online counseling and therapy services are provided both online as well as through text messages. BetterHelp will help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. There's a special offer for Black Mind Chronicle listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash blackmind. And we're back. It's not exactly like a step-by-step thing. I know for me, I had to acknowledge that it was actually happening. I had to know that I wasn't alone. I was. I had to know that it was normal to feel what I feel. It's not like a normal way to feel exactly. Um, that was step one. And then I got, I went to like this grief um, area as well, this grief place. 
that deals with um, different types of grief, whatever I had um, something with there, like an appointment with there, and they and I talked to them and I just want to know if it was normal. So I think one of the first things is realizing that it's normal and that you're not alone and that um, there, are, there are other people there. Um, next, it's this group called Compassionate Friends. Okay. I started um, going there as well. It was people who, it was mostly, but that's mostly for people who lost like older kids, but it was nice to have other people who at least, there was someone there who lost the infant, but it's, it was nice to have other people there who can recognize what you're going through. Right. The less alone you feel, the more you can keep going. When I realized that I wasn't alone, I was able to better keep going with my life, even though it's changed. Like nothing's, nothing's the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't the same person. After I had my daughter and after she died, I was not the same person anymore. And that is it's not a bad or a good thing. You don't have to be a bad or a good person when you say you're not the same person, but I'm not. Things don't really scare me anymore like they used to because the worst thing I feel like can happen to me. So. Things don't scare me very much. Tell me what year your daughter passed, because it was, what, two years now? Um, yeah, it's been two years. She passed um, May 27th, 2018. So, I mean, even though it's been two years from now, it's still certain things that, you know, they're hard mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And did that, I guess, fuel your move to Turkey? Or your move, period? Yes. Yes, it, it fueled my move, my move, period. Because I was like, well... Um, at first I was in an, I was in an apartment, um, well, the apartment I was at, cause I was living in the DC area in Alexandria and the apartment I was at, I decided to leave that, um, because it was just hard for me to be in that apartment, even though, you know, we put the stuff away, I was eventually kind of okay with, kind of okay with it, but I'm like, okay, I need to leave. Right. And I moved to another apartment and I'm like, you know what, I just want to leave in general now. I don't want to just continue to stay. So I just, I left, wow. I applied for a few positions and I left. Okay. Wow. 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 Yeah, I know most people would move homes, but moving countries, that, that stood out to me. So I, I had to ask. Yeah, I'm actually glad I did it. I'm very glad I did it. Yeah. I don't regret that part. Yeah, it, it got me out of my comfort zone. So. All right. Um, so tell us about, you have a few things going on um, personally with Rise Up and a few other books and initiatives. Yeah, um, so I'm starting to create Rise Up. Um, it's for it's for people who's lost their infant. It's basically for uh, like support and encouragement. It's still in the beginning stages. Um, I have a Facebook page called Rise Up Surviving the Loss of Your Infant, and recently um, an Instagram page Rise Up Infant Loss. Okay. And with this, I've decided to create a book as well. Um, it's called Celebrating the Life of Your Infant After Death. Okay. It's actually the first book of its kind. Um, cause like for my daughter, we do a, so I do a celebration of life every year for her. Okay. So like the first year when she passed away, I went back to Georgia and we had like a cookout or whatever, celebrating her. Um, then right before that, on her first birthday, um, me and my ex, we did a cake and a few balloons. And just this year I had a, I had a few people at my house and we had cake sing happy birthday, just things like that, play games. So I try to do something every year. You know, it's not, that might not be for everybody, but right. I think a lot of people, they want to do something, but they don't know how. Right. And so, and there's not really any books about that. So that's why I chose to write my book. Okay. And tell us about your 5K for Pregnancy and Infinite Awareness Month. Okay. Well, that's technically, well, technically it's over with now. Yeah, yeah. It ended um, a few days ago. But yeah, I was doing a 5K with the um, $25 gift card. It's um, 
a random $25 gift card for whoever followed the directions on a 5K. I might be doing another activity soon. I'm not really sure yet. Okay. So I'll just, I mean, if people follow my Facebook or Instagram, I'll keep everyone updated. All right. I really just want to hear your story because, like I said, I read through it and it stuck out to me for being a premature baby when I was born. Um, I think I, I was 10 weeks early in less than a pound. So, and I know that, you know, not a lot of us make it through that. So, like, it really, yeah. really is a blessing to say that you're here. So, yeah, take take nothing for granted. You You don't. You don't. It's really hard too afterwards, especially like even if they don't make it, they hit you with medical bills. Right. <laughs> they hit you with every. It's so painful to see all the medical bills coming in that you have to pay, even though they couldn't do anything to save them. So that that's part is pretty difficult as well. But I I learned to deal with it by trying to get it out quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good that's a good point. Um, you still have to deal with the loss and then the money as well, which adds on to the pain and suffering almost yeah any any other advice that you have for grieving mothers out there yeah um my advice is um it's okay to grieve it's not a wrong way to feel and that you know you won't be the same person it's okay if you're not the same person and i know you hear family members saying oh um it's okay you'll have a hurtful things that don't mean to be hurtful such as like right after death, oh, she was young, oh, you have another one one day, things like that. You have to, you can't get upset. You got to sit back and realize that that's their way of trying to make sense of it, even though it's something that you technically can't make sense of. No, that's fair. Yeah, I'm still still moved by it. Thank you for, for sharing that. No problem. Thank you for having me. Um, I forgot to tell you where my book is sold at. Celebrating the life of your um, infant after death. It is on Amazon and it's on PayHip as well. Okay. So I'll plug in the um, the link for Amazon in the bio and on my Facebook page and everything. And I'll okay. set up your link for Rise Up as well. I'll paste all that. Thank you, Tiffany, for joining me. And thank you for calling in and reaching out. And thank you for being a listener. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No Thank problem. you. No problem. I love this podcast. So I appreciate this. Thank you right. so much. Tiffany, once again, thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Black Mind Chronicles. I hope you heard something today that helps put your mind at ease about talking to a licensed professional or to know above all else that you are not alone. This show was produced and edited by myself, Chase Jackson. Subscribe and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Black Mind Chronicles and on Twitter at Chronicles Black. Email the show at blackmindch at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Black Mind Chronicles.